The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Beholding after service, so let me quickly get into the word. Can we have a word of prayer? Father, thank you. We've been learning about prosperity, the keys and the power of kingdom prosperity. And we ask again that you speak your word to us. Let everyone hear you like a child will hear their father or their mother. And let us understand and receive that which you are serving us and you are feeding us with today in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God said a louder, Amen. Hallelujah. Can I hear you declare the power of God is at work in me? I can hear you say the power of God is at work in me. The power to prosper is at work in me. Hallelujah. That is the truth concerning every believer. Let me quickly say this about power because we are now talking about the power part of prosperity. We said there are keys to prosperity. We shared a number of them. And then there is the power to prosper. You need both. Somebody say, I need both. And you need to engage them. Power has to be regulated. All kinds of power. Even, let's look at electricity. There is electricity in this building. But it is regulated. It's, it's, it's programmed, if I can use that phrase, in such a way that even though the power is all over this building, we are not allowing the electricity just flow anywhere. It will kill somebody. Even you that the power is supposed to serve, it will kill you. So there are sockets or power points in this place, all over this place, where the power of God is regulated through. It's the same thing with spiritual power. It is in you it is at work in you, but we are not just going to allow it to be flowing anyhow because it can hurt. The same power that can, keep, that can bless can also hurt if it's not properly regulated. And we closed last Sunday by mentioning three things that you use to activate power. You need to come to a consciousness and a conviction that the power of God to prosper is working in your life. And then you now need to be taking deliberate steps. Because you know, Paul said, that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power. That is at work in us that believe. It's at work in us that believe. But we need to know it. And we mentioned three things last Sunday. We talked about, number one, prayer. Prayer. We pray to put the power to work. The power is there. The electricity is flowing in the socket or any of the other power points we have. But to access it, we plug in the device we want the electricity to serve. And then we activate or make use or take advantage of the power because it is regulated. Number two thing we said was alignment to divine purpose. It's important that you align. 
said, it is he that giveth you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. God is not just giving people power to prosper for no reason. There's a reason behind it. That's why we showed you yesterday, sometimes he will even give that power to unbelievers. Because he wants to achieve a purpose. He anointed Cyrus. He gave him secret wealth of hidden places. For Jacob's sake, he wanted to accomplish a purpose. The more aligned we are and um, focused on divine purpose, that's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And those are the things we want when we are praying for prosperity. The third one we mentioned is sowing seeds. And that's what I want to quickly drill on today. Sowing seeds, the power of a seed. There's power available to you. There's power at work in you. How can you unlock it? How can you plug into it? How can you activate it? One scriptural way is to sow seeds. Quickly, John 12, 24. Let's start with that text this morning. John chapter 12, 24. This is not a strange phenomenon to anyone that has been in church for any reasonable period of time. John 12, 24. Jesus speaking here. Most assuredly, I say to you, who was talking to his disciples and all the people that were around him, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, what will happen? It produces much grain. This is basic Greek science. There is something God has programmed inside every seed. It's this potential or capacity to multiply. And that's the power of God in expression, to multiply. Somebody said the other day, you can count the number of seeds in an apple fruit. You take an apple, you open it up, you can pick all the seeds inside. And you say, oh, this apple particular, this one had 20 seeds, this one had 15 seeds. But he said, you can never be able to count the number of apple fruits inside one seed. You don't know. You don't know. There's something God has programmed inside every seed. And when you take that seed and plant it into the ground, Jesus explained that basically, first of all, the seed will die. So you look as if nothing is happening. Out of that death, a resurrection will happen. And something beyond human comprehension that nobody can explain till tomorrow with all the advancement we've had in science, they can't really explain how a seed works. All we know is that, like Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man will plant his seed into the ground, and then he will sleep and rise night and day, and the seed will bring forth. He knows not how. That power kicks in after that seed dies. It resurrects, and it begins to produce. Now, specifically here in John chapter 12, even though he used that a Greek science analogy, Jesus was talking about himself. 
He referred to himself as a seed. When we say seed here, it can be anything. Like Jesus said, it can be yourself. Referred to himself as a seed. What happened? He was, he was preaching. The miracle of raising Lazarus happened in John chapter 11. And then CNN carried it. Ah, there's a prophet in Israel raising the dead. Then the Bible said the Greeks also had it. And they came, and they came to ask for Jesus. They said, we would like to see Jesus. And Jesus understood that was a sign from heaven. Now that the Gentiles are seeking his ministry. They were seeking his ministry because he raised Lazarus from the dead. They heard about all the things he was doing, including that resurrection from the dead. He saw this is the time for me to go and die on the cross. And then he gave that example. If I continue walking among you, that is the analogy of a seed staying alone. I will be the only son of God. But if I take myself as a seed, somebody shout a seed, and sow myself, and it meant if I go to the cross and sacrifice, somebody shout sacrifice. That's the power behind the seed. Sacrifice myself on the cross and die for humanity. Not only will God have one child, nobody will be able to count how many children God will have. And that's what has happened today. Let me quickly give us a common definition of seed for our discourse this morning. What am I talking about when I say seed? A seed, please listen to me very carefully, is something that it can be a person, it can be your time, it can be your service, it can be money, it can be an idea, it can be prayer. Something, anything you sacrifice today, you release it today so that it can die and disconnect from you for a moment. Something you sacrifice today for a benefit you will experience tomorrow. A sacrifice I make today for a benefit I will experience tomorrow. So Jesus was a seed in the hand of his father. And he offered up himself to be crucified for all of mankind. At that point in time, God had one child, one son. It was that grain of wheat that abided alone. And then God sacrificed him today, that day, on Calvary Street. And for three days and three nights, Jesus was separated from his father. But on the third day, God raised him up again. The seed kicked back to life. And from that point in time, God started having children. Started having children. Ask your neighbor for me, are you one of them? And today, we don't know how many children God has. power of God has kicked in and God has multiplied and multiplied. Hallelujah. Look at this mystery here in Psalm 22. Look at what God said. The power of a seed. Psalm 22. Give us in the KJV version a seed or a posterity. The new King James says. But the King James says a seed shall serve him. How many seeds will serve him? Talk to me, somebody. One seed. 
But that one seed shall be what? It shall be recounted to the Lord for a generation. Psalm 22, verse 30, and verse 31. One seed will serve him. Listen to this carefully. God has programmed a generation inside a seed. God has hidden the testimonies of a generation, the blessings of a generation, the miracles of a generation, the breakthroughs of a generation is thousands upon thousands, possibly millions of people, but it can start with one seed. That's how God has always done everything from Genesis. He did not create a thousand men or a million men. Today, on the face of the earth, God has, based on census, that we have over 8 billion human beings. You do a little math, all the human beings that have come to this world and gone over the previous generation, it's 8 billion plus. Let me put it that way. <laughs> and God is so powerful. We are talking about the power of a seed, though. God could have created 8 billion people in Genesis chapter 1. Does somebody understand that God is that powerful? But he created one. And he made that one a seed. Look at the power of a seed. One. Eight billion plus. One. A seed shall serve him. Adam was the first seed that served him. But when God created Adam, God saw. 8 billion plus human beings as of 2023. The power of a seed. Please let me preach to your neighbor. Sometimes neighbors preach better than the pastor. Let me preach to your neighbor and say, you need a seed in the ground. For this season of your life. Turn to another neighbor and say, you need plenty seeds in the ground to serve your own generation. You need seeds, hear me very carefully, to serve your marriage, to serve your health, to serve your career, to serve your family. To and when that seed goes into the ground, the power of God explodes. And what man cannot imagine, 8 billion human beings I don't think Adam could count up to 8 billion in Genesis 1. <laughs> Praise God. But it was inside a seed. Look at it. That, look at that verse. Because sometimes when we think about seed, many of us think only in terms of numbers. God is not just thinking numbers. Psalm 22 verse 3. NKJV now. A posterity or a seed as the KJV says shall serve him. It shall be counted to the Lord for, for the next generation. They will come. That generation that we can't see yet. All we can see is the seed. That generation will come and declare his righteousness. A people, to a people who shall be born. Watch this. That God has done this. They will declare to a generation. They are not yet born there. They are inside that seed. And they will come and declare the righteousness of God. 
the works of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God. And this is God at work. When, when a seed is put to work, put into ground, God goes to work. The power of God goes to work. What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard begins to happen. Praise God forevermore. Let me bring this to a very practical level. We have many good examples in scriptures. First Kings chapter 17, very familiar story. There was a famine in the land. If you pick up from verse 8, I don't know if projection can help me. I won't have time to read everything. And there was this widow that was dying because she only had a meal left, she and her son. And God sent Elijah the prophet to her. God said, I have commanded a widow in Zarephath to take care of you. And Elijah showed up at her house and told her, make, he first asked for water, then he said, no, make bread for me or cake for me. I said, this all, I don't have anything left. I only have this left. I'm going to make it, eat it, and my son and I will die. There's a famine, we don't have anything. And then the prophet spoke to her, make for me first. Make for me first. You know, God said in Isaiah, Isaiah 55, so shall my word be. That goeth forth out of my mouth. He said, it's like rain. It will come and water the ground. It will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. The woman was going to eat the bread or the flour she had left. It was bread for her. He said, I'm going to make this into bread. I'm going to eat it. My son and I, after we eat it, we don't have anything left. Then we will, like every other person, die of hunger. When the man of God spoke to her, she changed the bread into seed. And she obeyed the man of God and gave to him, for she made a sacrifice today. And after she made the sacrifice, converted her bread to seed and sold it to the man of God first, the word of God came to the man of God and he spoke. The bin of flour will not run dry. The cruise of oil will not run dry. Will not be empty. The cruise will not run dry. Until God sends rain on the earth. And for the next three years or so, supernaturally, somebody shout supernatural. I can't hear you. Shout a louder supernatural. You see, the power of God kicked in. I want us to notice very carefully. Please, let's go back to what we are teaching. We are teaching about the power to prosper. Notice he did not pray. I'm not knocking prayer. That's not my point. We can argue that she aligned herself to God's purpose because she was thinking of the man of God. So that avenue was there. But the main thing she did, she was a daughter of Israel and she had access to power, but the power was not activated. There's power in the socket, but until you plug in, after she plug in, she sowed the seed. And supernaturally, God kept providing for her and her son all through the famine. God will always provide for you in the name of Jesus. You will never know lack in the name of Jesus. The power of God will always provide for you. But understand you can activate that power by sowing a seed. 
this dimension of the operation is beautiful to understand. But we read, you go on reading that story. I believe when you projection, if you, can, if you are running the, the scriptures, just be running the lines with me. If you go up to verse 17, the child now, after a while, the Bible told us that her son now died. See, I can understand. See, we are talking about the power of a seed. You see, this is where spiritual things need to depart from natural things. Naturally, if you sow an apple seed, sir, you're not going to get cash. You can't go to that, your farm, and start harvesting naira and dollars and pounds. Talk to me, somebody. What will you harvest? Apple. Now, you can, with wisdom, harvest your apple, take it to the marketplace, and trade it for naira, pounds, and dollars. That is natural. It's a step below supernatural. So I could understand that she gave the man of God flour and all through the famine. Or she made cake for the man of God using her, her flour and her oil and all through the famine. There was supernatural supply of that flour. That aligns with natural. Are you with me? But how do you explain raising her son from the dead? See, she had now established the relationship with the man of God. What you sacrifice today, this is what a seed is. Something you sacrifice today for a benefit you will enjoy tomorrow. When her son died, she was able to go to the man of God and he raised her son from the dead. Hallelujah. Because of a seed she had sown three plus years a while back. And to show that that is not just a coincidence, a similar testimony happened in 2 Kings chapter 4. Start reading from verse 8. This was a wealthy woman. That one was a widow. The Bible is teaching us something here. Whether you are rich or whether you are poor, the Bible said one day Jesus came to church and he carried around the offering basket. Let me give me my own translation. And said both the rich and the poor put in their seeds. What the Bible says that he stood, he stood by the offering plate. Poor people gave. Rich people gave. And rich people gave plenty. Because they understood the place of sowing seeds back in the day then. But interestingly, Jesus said, the poor widow that gave just two mites, she's the one that gave the best offering that day. Because she gave out of her livelihood. Her sacrifice Somebody shout sacrifice. You are not shouting no. It's as if you don't like that word. Shout sacrifice. This was a rich, well-to-do woman. And the Bible said she used to observe that Elisha used to come to town. And then she told her husband, let us make a bedchamber for this. I perceived this is a holy man of God. This was not a 419 prophet. And they made a room for him in their house. So that when he comes to town, he can rest there. That was a seed. See, something you sacrifice today for a benefit tomorrow. Read the story further. The Bible tells us, apparently, this woman, even though she was wealthy, she did not have a child. And she had gotten to a stage in life where she wasn't believing God again. 
Don't move too much. Have you been there where you have prayed and prayed and prayed? You have fasted and fasted and fasted. Watch this. You have given and given and given. You have sown seed. This is not the first time you are hearing a message on sowing seed, but nothing has happened. That's where she was. She was okay. Thank God. God has blessed my business. God has blessed my marriage. So she counted her blessings and she gave up on having children. But Elijah told guys, they call her. So that by this time next year, you will carry a child. She said, ah, man of God, don't tell me. She had a child. Somebody shout a loud amen. You go on to verse 18, further down the road, her child too died. The child had now grown. And one day, just slumped and died. I love this woman's story. This time, she was now, uh, the first time she couldn't even believe God for a miracle. This time, she was now, died. Okay. The child God gave me. She carried him all the way back to Elisha. Like a woman, everything okay. Say it is well. It, she didn't even tell him that man of God, come and pray for my son. He has died. No, she refused to accept it. So spiritually, this is where the natural departs from the spiritual. Natural, if you sow apple, you reap apple. You sow mango, you reap mango. In spiritually, when you sow a seed in the spirit, spiritually speaking, you don't know what you are going to reap, say, or you are not limited to what you can reap. Can I hear a loud amen? This woman hosted a man of God and she reaped the harvest of a child, a miracle baby. On top of that, she reaped the harvest of a miracle of resurrection when her child died. Glory be to God. Psalm 126, let me begin to close. Psalm 126 from verse 5. Those that sow in tears, somebody say sacrifice, shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. Verse 6. He that continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, let me hear somebody shout sacrifice again, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves or his harvest with him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What is he referring to here? If you know Psalm 126, let's read it from verse 1. You will see what, what the psalmist was telling us here. Hallelujah. Psalm 126 from verse 1. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those that dreamed. Glory be to God. What does it mean? When the Lord changed our story. We were in captivity. We were in bondage. We were under oppression. But God showed up for us. And permit me to say, God's power showed up for us. And God turned everything around. From captives, we became free. Then our mouth was filled with laughter. Then our, and our tongue was filled with singing. Oh, hallelujah. Before, your mouth was filled with complaining. Before, your mouth was filled with crying. But God changed the story. Somebody shout, God is changing my story. Hallelujah. His mouth is now filled with laughter. His tongue is now filled with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Who is that person I'm prophesying to this morning? This season, God will do great things for you in the name of Jesus. This season, the nations will declare that God will do great things for you. Hallelujah. God has done great things for them. God has done great things for them. 
The Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. Verse 4 says, bring back our captivity, O God, as the streams of the south. In other words, do what you did again. Do another miracle for us that we fill our mouth with laughter and our tongue with singing. Hallelujah. And in verses 5 and 6, he revealed to us how they put the power of God to work to get those testimonies. A sword seeds. Hallelujah. A sword seeds. They sacrifice something today for the benefits that they will reap tomorrow. And the power of God went into operation. Hallelujah. And things changed in their lives. I don't know who you are, but God sent me to somebody today. God sent me to somebody today. Sow seeds. Sow seeds. This time of your life, particularly if you are interested in prosperity. Who is interested in prosperity here? Wave your hand to the Lord. Sow seeds. Glory, glory be to God. It can be prayer seeds. Get instruction from God. Get direction from God. It can be seed of service. It can be your time. It can be your skill. It can be your sweat. It can be your blood. It can be your job, your business, your whatever. Do like that widow did. What you have was bread, then an instruction or a revelation or a direction came from God and instead of consuming the bread, you convert it to, it has to be a seed. Up until John chapter 12, Jesus had not really become a seed yet. A seed for the redemption of mankind. But when those Greeks came and said asking for him, I said it's time for me to become a seed for humanity. And I'm encouraging somebody under the sound of my voice this morning, be intentional. Jesus was intentional. That widow of Zarephath was intentional. Intentional. I'm going to sacrifice this thing today to God. For a benefit I will enjoy tomorrow. You can program the benefit you want. Sometimes you are just doing it as God leads you. Those widows never knew that their children would die. Nobody knows their child will die tomorrow. But particularly the second widow, she understood the power of her seed. God gave me this child. Particularly when I couldn't even believe God for a child. My faith had shattered. I wasn't anywhere believing. And now death wants to snatch the child away from me. Somebody shout, no way. She understood the Power of a seed. Somebody say, Power of my seed. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. One more verse of scripture. We're going to pray this morning. Psalm 50, and I'm going to close with this. Shanda Bosa Kata Yada Breke Dosa. 
Lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father. I can't hear somebody. Lift your hands and say, Heavenly Father. I thank you for every seed that you have placed in my hand right now for such a time as this. And I thank you for revelation and instruction to sow those seeds as you, as you lead me in the name of Jesus. That, that's what you're going to pray. That's what you're going to pray. For God to show you what is seed in your life right now. Hello, somebody. And you are being intentional to activate the power of God to prosper. That seed can activate the power of God to prosper. And tomorrow, you will have evidence. Psalm 50 verse 5. Look at what the Bible says here. Gather my saints together to me. This is God telling the people. See, the children of Israel. Just a little background about this psalm. They had three major festivals of feasts that God commanded them in the Old Testament. At different times of the year, they will gather to him. We like using this verse when we are having our own gatherings in this ministry. Special gathering. This is not what happens every Sunday. Please follow what God is saying here very carefully. This is not the normal we are going to our synagogue every Sunday. No, this was special, special commanded gatherings by God. In fact, let me read from verse 1, just for, for background. The mighty one, God the Lord, has spoken and called the earth. The God that created the heavens and the earth. From the rising of the sun to its going down. And listen to what God says, out of Zion, the church, the perfection of beauty. Can you help me look at a neighbor this morning? Do you know that you are the perfection of God's beauty? I don't think any of us can fully understand that, but God knows what he created. <laughs> Let me ask your neighbor, do you know you are a seed in the hand of God? Just like Jesus knew he was a seed. Just like Jesus knew he was the perfection of God's beauty. Jesus knew there's something special about me. I am the Christ. He asked them, which we talked about it last week, who do men say I am? Some people did not know who he was. You are John the Baptist. He said, no. who do you say I am? You are the Christ. He knew. And he knew that the way to unleash that perfection, that power to save the world, was for him to sow himself as a seed. Hallelujah. Out of the church, the perfection of beauty. You and I are not the Christ, but I can tell you, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God created you for something special. What eye has not seen, what ear has not had, it abides inside of you. Hallelujah. The beauty of God abides inside of you. We've just not seen it yet. We have just not seen it. You know, the Bible says that the whole world, the whole earth is groaning and waiting for the manifestations 
the sons of God. Remember, Jesus was the only son. And then he sold himself so that you and I too can be sons. Can somebody shout, I'm a son? Now they are no longer waiting for the manifestation of Jesus. They are waiting for your manifestation and my manifestation. And how are we going to do it? Gather, verse 5 again. Gather my saints together. Look at how God wants us to operate. Those that have made a covenant with me by seeds. This is very instructive. This is very, very instructive. There are many things God could have said this is the basis of the covenant. But he said the basis is sacrifice. Someone may ask, ah, why am I making sacrifices to God or to the things of God? Look at verse 12. When God tells his children, to, when, when God told that widow, God told Elijah, I have commanded a widow in Zarephath to take care of you. I could have understood if the Bible said God told that rich woman to take care of Elijah. But that's not God. He told the widow. Because he knew what he had planned for her. Tap a neighbor this morning and say, God has great plans for you. God has great things in store for you. Please understand, it's not that God could not take care of Elijah by himself. Before God sent the woman, I mean Elijah to the widow, Elijah was at the brook cherries. And God was feeding him and himself. From the brook, water was flowing. And God sent ravens to be bringing food to him. People that study animals tell us that ravens are very stingy birds. They will not even feed their own offspring. Most animals, when they give birth to their children, like the eagle, they will get food, break it down and be feed. You will see the, them feeding their children. Ravens will give birth to you on your own. God created you like God created me. If I survived, my father did not feed me, my mother did not feed me. You too. <laughs> so God could have taken care of Elijah. After a while, God allowed that brook to dry up. Last Wednesday, we were talking about sources and channels. That's, there's a perfect story there. Sometimes, so that we can keep our eyes on God as our source, God will flip your channels. Hello? So God didn't tell the widow or command the widow to take care of Elijah because he needed anything from her. Verse 12 of Psalm 50 says, If I were hungry, I will not tell you. For the world is mine and all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Verse 14. Offer to God thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Pay your vows to the Most High. And verse 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. And what will happen? I will deliver you. Please put this in context. Because it's the same Psalm is talking about those of you, please watch this. Look at what God is telling us here. And this is how we're going to pray. So it's a twofold prayer. Number one, that God will help you to identify the seeds he has put in your hand. Hello? Because you have a covenant of sacrifice with him. If you are that person that you operate a covenant of sacrifice with him, he said in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. Glory be to God. I want you to lift your hands. 
just for a few minutes say heavenly father thank you that you have put seed in my hand and i pray that you will help me identify every seed in my hand right now i call upon you in this season of my life thank you lord that out of every trouble out of every difficulty somebody pray like you mean what you're saying out of every challenge you will deliver me i look to you and no other i trust in you and no other and i believe in the power and the miracle that you have hidden and programmed inside every seed that you have put in my hands in the name of jesus open your mouth for a few minutes and just talk to god right where you are help me to locate every seed every seed every seed in my life every financial seed every word seed every prayer seed every service seed every seed of thanksgiving every testimony seed that you have given me every seed at my workplace concerning my career seeds concerning my marriage seeds concerning my health every seed that you are placed at my disposal help me to sow them ah, help me to sow them oh help me to sacrifice them today to sacrifice them to release them like you released jesus oh like the widow released a last bread and a last flour and a last oil help me to release these seeds today today so that tomorrow i can experience the benefits that you have in store for me and so that when i call in the time of trouble you will always answer me somebody pray to god pray to god the power of a seed pray 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 that thing that looks like bread in your hand <laughs> that may be your seed don't eat it Shata sotata that thing that looks like it doesn't have any value in your life that may be your seed that pot of oil that looks valueless it may be your seed that relationship that you are not putting any value on that may be your seed that scripture that keeps coming to your ear every morning when you wake up that may be your seed that instruction that you keep hearing every time you pray that may be your seed Lord help me to identify my seeds help me to identify my seeds and help me to sow them sow them while it is still today don't harden your heart while it is still today you can still sow your seed while it is still today Ashanda Bosataya la Begede. Oh, Yakata Sata. While it is still today. Oh, come on, pray, pray, pray. God is helping somebody. 
God is helping somebody. God is helping somebody. There's something great on the other side. There's something glorious on the other side. There's something miraculous on the other side. There's something transformative on the other side. There's a new chapter on the other side. There's a new beginning on the other side. There's a miracle on the other side. From one grain, <laughs> you can go to multiples, multiples, multiples that you cannot number or you cannot count from sorrow and sadness you can go to laughter and joy from mourning and crying you can go to singing and dancing when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion we were like dreamers because there was a season we went about bearing precious seeds now we are coming again with our harvest in manifestation in the name of Jesus lift your hands Father thank you thank you for all that you have in store for us I want to pray for people just right where you are lift your hands still Lord, everyone you have commanded with a seed towards supernatural Lagos coming this weekend. I ask right now that you open their eyes, you open their ears. As we make a call today for people to sow towards this great gathering this weekend. Lord, I pray that you will direct your people. You will instruct your people. And for every sower, into this conference whether they are giving money whether they are giving service whether they are giving time whether they are giving skill lord for every soul who are into this conference that beauty of god that you have hidden in zion that can only be activated by your power let it be announced over every life in the name of jesus thank you that we will not be disappointed and all that you have in store for us we will experience maximally in the name of Jesus from one seed one son Jesus you raised thousands and millions perhaps billions of children Lord the wonder you will do through our lives as we sow them as seeds let it begin in the name of Jesus. For those that have begun, let it continue on a new frequency in the name of Jesus. And let us come into the fullness of all that you have ordained for us. And the people of God shouted a louder Amen. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.